0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Doc. So we've done 15 of these, 15-plus of these podcasts. We're getting some great feedback from all the followers and listeners, again, from all over the world. And we appreciate the support. Just to revisit, the reason of the podcast is to bring... These, these stories out that our graduates from Sturgis High School are experiencing to give you an idea of the struggles, the successes, and to hear their stories. These stories are, are incredible. What Sturgis graduates are doing out there in the world, admirable to say the least. And each of the former teachers, coaches, administrators, athletic trainers, et cetera, that played a small role in that should be very proud. And as a community, we should be very proud. So we have a, um, an incredible guest here today. His name's Dave Northrup. Uh, Presently uh, working at uh, Sturgis Public Schools, and he has a great story. Um, I didn't know him uh, when he was in high school, and um, so I'm anxious to hear the the journey, you know, and and his experiences at Sturgis High School compared to some some younger uh, some younger students that we've had on here before. So, uh, Dave, um, welcome and. Um, what year did you graduate Sturgis High School?
1: About 100 years ago, so 1984 is uh, when I graduated.
0: 1984, okay. And um, what extracurricular activities did you participate in?
1: Um, the, the sports I did were um, football, wrestling, and track, and uh, um, really enjoyed those. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we did a lot of stuff with our church and our uh, youth group, so... Um, some of the social social groups and things like that. But uh, my b- the biggest highlight would have been uh, probably my, th- my youth group and all the athletics that I had in high school.
0: Sweet, sweet. And um, so you graduated in 84? Yes. Okay. That's quite a
1: while ago. About, about 100 years. That's what it feels like sometimes. Well, I
0: graduated in 79, so <laughs> that's 100-and-something years. So so take us through your uh, you know your journey um let's start with uh, the day after graduation like we've done with a lot of people you know i'm interested in hearing this because this is a part of your life i don't know i mean we spent a lot of time together and uh you know on a sideline and and working with with kids but uh, this is something i don't know so i'm interested to in hear this
1: well, i graduated uh, there's only one job i knew that i was going to do for the rest of my life that was uh I'm um, going to be in, in police work and I just knew that and I knew that when I was younger so there's no question headed up to Ferris I was supposed to play some football up there and uh, they had a falling out with the coach and uh, he was he was uh, fired as Jeff Stevens myself were heading up to school and uh, um, things didn't work out there didn't like school um, thought eh, maybe school's not for me went into the uh, Marine Corps and. Uh, Went into the infantry unit and. Um, what year was that? 84, uh, uh, so 85. Okay. It would be um, right after I got done with my first year of school, and then I uh, went into the Marine Corps, and um, um, decided, hey, you know, maybe college isn't really that bad, and uh, decided that I uh, want to go back to school, and I. This is after the Marines. Yes. Okay. Yeah. How
0: many years were you in the service?
1: Um. Total was six, but I got out, and I was at officer training school um, in the middle of this, (gasps) and so I I went back got my degree in law enforcement um, from Kalamazoo Valley and thought, oh, you know, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Uh, Met my um, wife and decided, well, maybe maybe I should be in the Marines, not real sure what's going to go on, and I was in officer school in uh, um, Virginia. It was Upshur, so it was uh, right there by Quantico, Virginia. Okay. And so I was there for a while, came back. I uh, was at Western, taking some classes. And uh, it just that whole time of my life, I was just not really sure what I wanted to do and decided, you know what, I'm just gonna go into law enforcement, forget the Marines, and um, resigned, um, resigned at that time and uh, went into uh, um, law enforcement. So I was in the reserves at that time and I started at the Sturgis Police Department, and um, then I received a phone call and saying, "Hey, uh, um, we're going to war. You're you've been activated." So.
0: Okay, so you were working. Oh, okay. And so okay.
1: yeah, so I was at the police department at uh, that time, you. I got working you. afternoon shifts, and it was funny. you say, "Just got my uniform on. Just got dressed, heading out of my house to go to work, and get a call. And uh, the, the the question was, uh, do you have your your dole or your deer license this year? And the answer was, yes, I do. And he says, well, you can bring it up to us because uh, you're not gonna use it. You're uh, heading to the Middle East. And uh, um, I was part of a uh, combat engineer unit and uh, I was a platoon sergeant. So I got to go visit the Middle East and uh, Uncle Sam's dime. So, um, I don't know where you want me to go from there. So so when you,
0: so you were involved in, um, in was it the Gulf? Gulf War, yeah, okay. Gulf War. Um, your takeaways, you know, from from that, um, the camaraderie end of things, uh, um, people that you met, um, relationships. Uh,
1: I, th- I think when I look back at my life, there are several things that that you know, um, the youth group that I was in, the um, the football teams I played on, more so than wrestling and even track. Uh, some of the track buddies were still, you know, um, uh, Jeff Stevens, Matt Shoal, Carl Grant, all those guys. That you know, it's it's still the same group of guys, and we're always together. And that was the same thing when I went into the Marines. Is you you have that tight knit group, and uh, uh, I just think that that many times right now, and I don't want to go on a kick on social media since we're using social media to to get uh, your message across, is that we have uh, um, that we sit behind a computer or sit behind a screen and want to. Or text message and talk to people instead of spending time with them. The highlight of I think of my my early life there was all those relationships that we had, and the different teams and organizations that I was on. I really enjoyed that. Enjoyed it every minute. I would not give it up for anything.
0: So you're um, you're uh, at war. You're done. You come back. Yes. So what happens now?
1: Um. <laughs> Uh, while I was there, my daughter was born Kelly, and so she was six months old before I met her, and so I come back, um, still at the police department, and I uh, go into the drug unit, so now I'm, uh, went from my shaved head into a uh, long beard and long hair, and
0: this is kind of what I remember, I remember this part, <laughs> okay, so. <laughs>
1: so this is coming back to you, yeah, uh, so, um, so at that time, I uh, went into the drug unit, and, uh, That's when uh, crack cocaine was almost uh, everywhere, and bought a lot of that, uh, got out of the unit, came back to the police department, um, was coaching football at the high school. Uh, I got to, it was uh, a dream come true. Um, I played for Harley Pierce and Bill Smiley, Bill Taylor, and uh, um, uh, Tim Blanchard, and and those guys as, as a coaching staff. And I got to come back and Bill Smiley was the, uh, Ron Reardon hired me, but, uh, right. I started to work my first year right. was with Bill Smiley with JVs.
0: So this is where, I mean, I was working there at the time and I kind of remember yeah. all this happening. Bill Smiley has come up in some of these podcasts. Yes. Second to the guy from the great outdoors. He is the guy in my life that is the most scared of lightning. <laughs> We were at a football (laughs) game once, and there was lightning. I've never seen an older man run so fast in my entire life uh, for for cover.
1: Yes. (laughs) We had our games on Thursday. This is my first year coaching, and we had dry weather Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Every Thursday, every Thursday, it rained. (laughs) We we played in the rain, um, lightning, all the other things, and then Friday it was dry again, and for the entire season, and uh, yeah, that's back. Uh, um, Brian Keim and uh, yep. Teddy and, and uh, uh, Garcia and all those guys. You know, they were uh, they were sophomores, and uh, we were. Uh, I remember this. I had my hat was soaking wet. It, it, you could you could crumble the whole hat up. Because it was soaked all for for as many rains as we were in. And uh, yeah, Bill led the team into the <laughs> locker room. As soon as it didn't even. You hear a crack. I saw lightning, boom, yeah, and he was gone. Yeah. So,
0: so many takeaways from that from that guy. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you, he, he, uh, he was funny. He he kept me entertained, and I kept him entertained too. So I think,
1: yeah, you know what's interesting is you and you're about Bill that uh, um, he was my boy was it sixth grade teacher, seventh grade teacher, and uh, so when I'm in his classroom, he led his class a little different than what what you see today. You think? Just a little. Um, so it w- he was just really interesting, and he was my homeroom teacher. So when we played, in, um, when we played uh, athletics, in the, when we had our lunch recess sure. time, th- there was always some organized thing, and it was classrooms competing against each classroom. And we played pass football, and he was our, uh, he was our teacher. And, and, and so everything was, oh, you want to win this for Bill? You want to do this? And uh, uh, the guys in the class just loved him. I remember that's when I had my first uh, football injury. I got hit in the face and uh, about lost half of my lip. I had to get it From sewn ball back on. From a ball or no, an elbow. Oh, oh, so okay. uh, going up to, for a ball and got elbowed in the face. Oh, I thought
0: maybe the ball hit you in the face because I, no, you know, I don't okay. miss. So okay. I'm just asking. Yeah,
1: hands hands of steel. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, so I had half my lip hanging down, and <laughs> as you're sitting there and the blood's dripping down the thought in my mind was I don't want to leave and lose this game what's Mr. Smiley gonna think and so uh, I got into trouble and they told I had to go to the hospital they had to it back up and uh, <laughs> but we were able to go and uh, they postponed the game and we played the next week and we won and won the championship for uh, Mr. <laughs> Smiley I'm probably the only one in the world that remembers, yeah, that, remembers that yeah <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> well, that's great so um so you're hired as a football coach that was a highlight
1: Yes, I, I love football, and I watched, and Adam Simonson, if he listens to this, I'm, he's one of the guys that really inspired me because I'm watching him, and i think thinking, oh, you can do better than that. You can do better than that, long snapping and, and uh, um, you know, playing. And I said, man, I, I want to go help. And Ron and I met at Borget's Bakery, uh, that's 100 years ago too, and I just remember, you know, sitting there, and we talked about philosophies philosophies of football. And I thought I knew stuff. I took my college classes. I understand football. I can, I can sit down and talk to you about it. But Ron made me feel like I was a, um, an idiot. It's not in a, in a bad way, but he just knew so much about football. Sure. And yeah. it was like, man, if you just shut up and listen to him, that you would learn. He, he
0: challenges staff yeah, uh, you know, a lot. And he, he really, really knows. There was a lot of things that impressed me about Ron. Hopefully we'll have him on You know, at some point but um you, you know his
1: travel if you're gonna catch up with him every time I oh see i know him, yeah you can't place. yeah you can't catch <laughs> up with him
0: yeah but the thing that impressed me about ron is his, his offensive line um was always pristine i mean it didn't matter the talent he always had those guys you know you know working hard and um, and succeeding so um what are your takeaways you know working with ron um what'd you learn i mean yeah uh,
1: well, one of the things that, that people have heard me say ten thousand times is, if you don't do it on a game field, we're not gonna we're not gonna practice it, and we don't practice what we're not doing on the game field. And um, it made you really focus on the important parts of the game. And what we did also um, was go back to the point of of ensuring that that we always went back to the basics. Um, you know, the year that we were nine and zero. I can tell you every Monday what practice was it was always the same thing. It was a half a step with your right foot, um, you know, second step, half step and, and get into a power move. And we always did that every week and went back to the basics because if the basics weren't good, it didn't matter about anything else. You have to
0: have a foundation.
1: And yeah, yeah, so it didn't matter. You know, we're beating teams 35 points or whatever it is. And that just didn't matter. Um, that we always went back to the basics and we didn't, and, uh, Another thing that he had said that, that I can remember is, you know, um, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back. Let other people pat you on the back. And and you know, part of that is is that we don't we shouldn't think too highly of ourselves than we ought. And uh, and I think that that's a problem. And I you know, this this past weekend you get to watch football every day if you want. Um, and I sit down and I'm so sick and tired of watching athletes that it's about them. And hey, look at me instead of instead of the team and i think that when you get back to those days and one of my heroes in football is walter payton is it wasn't about him it Business. was about everybody yep. else mm-hmm. and you know i work hard during practice after practice and before practice and uh um, we don't have that now it's how many selfies can i take and how much how many higher light reels can i ship out to everybody right. else right. instead of uh, hey this is team this is team right we're, we're, really yeah, we're, we're yeah
0: we're losing it we're we're kind of losing it a little bit um but some things you have control over, and some things you don't. Um, so there have been um, many a former player on our podcast of 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 yours. Yes. Um, so what advice do you have for them at this point? If they were sitting here and you were just talking about life in general, and you know that type of thing, because most of these these people have. Children at this point that are coming, maybe coming through Sturgis Public Schools, and you know that kind of thing. What what would be your uh, your advice to them?
1: Uh, um, I would tell them a couple of things. First of all, don't live your life through your child. Number one is yeah, so that's let's not do that. Number two, I'd you know encourage your kids and be their cheerleader. You know, don't. I have to watch how I say this. Make sure that you're not overinflating them. You're blowing smoke up their backside. And inflating them but let them you know push them to be the best that they can be right now we have a lot of kids that, that I see that come through here that are so overinflated by their parents that they're too good to do the basics sure and then you see those kids as they get older aren't good enough to, to be there anymore and they don't have the work ethic and uh, you know I go back Brock Smith still lives here in town but show me um, two better receivers than Brock Smith and Kevin Gillette that that enjoyed blocking, and um, just as much as they did as catching the ball. And when you go back in, and uh, and I know that it seems like you go back to like one or two teams, but those guys that work ethic you just saw there is why they were as good as they were. And uh, um, I remember Brock Smith got in trouble for blocking, and then the next play he had his guy out across the track, and the official was upset with him because he blocked him too long. And blocking too much, I get. You know what is a what was it? Blindside, the movie, the Blindside. You have exactly the same thing. Brock Smith did that <laughs> in a game because he was told to block the guy, sure. and he did that. I think that if we're telling our kids to work hard, develop that work ethic, don't overinflate them, but encourage them, I think that we're going to have a, a, a better quality sure. of of adults in the future. Right. And that to me is more important than the athletes. Right. But if you have a good quality adult. I think that the athletics is going to be following. Sure, sure. Because you go back and look at look at the good teams that we've had in the past and the great players that we've had in the past, and you look at them. These guys are working. They're they're working hard, and they're multi-sport th- athletes. Um, don't focus on one one sport. You focus sure. on one sport. I've seen so many kids that are one sport athletes that by the time they're in college, and this is what I live for, and this is what my parents want me to do they're out they're walking out they say i don't want to do the sport anymore right
0: and and from my perspective as, as a sports medicine specialist you see a lot of injuries with those types of kids you see a lot of injuries uh, for, for for many different reasons yeah. but um and i agree with you um allowing the kids to fail number one number two holding them accountable and keeping the expectations you know high yeah. you know of themselves is it's all about growth and, and you're referring to this and um, you know, giving these kids some some advice for their for their kids um, What about some advice for? Um, maybe there's a, um, a student out there uh, teetering One want, wants to have a career in the military wants to have a career in law enforcement. How, how do they go about that?
1: Well, first of all, you know if um, I, uh, I'll give them the same advice I told my children is that you have a little bucket list. And it's not the one, you know, it's not the, hey, you're gonna do all these things before you die, but it's it's go out and try different things and see what you want. And if you want something, don't let somebody stop you and say, hey, you're not big enough for this, you're not strong enough, um, you're not uh, um, you're not smart enough for these things. If, you know, making sure that you're applying yourself to those things and checking those things off. I remember uh, my oldest son, Josh, he says, oh, I wanna be a cook when I'm older. Just go to auditorium and, and after a few weeks, he says, okay, this job's awful. I hate this job. I don't want to. I don't want to look at another piece of meat he had to do meat prep, and but he didn't know that he sure. until he tried. And we have so many opportunities, and that's what I love about Sturgis. I've been all over the world. Um, I've been to many different countries. I've been. Uh, um, I lived in different parts of the United States, uh, um, and. We here, I think, have so much to offer and people overlook it. They say, oh, we just come from a small town, but there's so much stuff that's here that that you can try. There's so many people here that you can talk to, get as much information as you can from them. And um, I think that those are the things that you putting your personal effort into it, looking um, how can I better myself and putting the work into it Mm -hmm. and and putting your tire on that road and just see uh, see what kind of traction you can get. That's what's going to allow you to go. And then the other, you know part of that is that you may have to go away for a while you know i've gone away for a while um a lot of my friends have gone away for a while and many of them are back now and part of that is that the life experiences may take you someplace else don't be afraid to do that sure. go out there and embrace that and enjoy that you know who, who would have thought you know 100 years ago back when you were in jersey that you'd be hanging out in michigan you know that's probably not something that you that was in the top never
0: never a, never a thought
1: yeah never just, a thought but you've been here. You raised a family here. Right. Have a wonderful wife that's still here. Um, that you know that that uh, um, you know you're part of a community, and that we limit ourselves sometimes because we uh, are so close-minded. So. Yes,
0: and there are a lot of <coughs> a lot Excuse of people me. in this community that want to help kids. You know, look at our business, our business partners at, at the high school, and and all these business people that they're willing to have kids come in do internships do a job shadow they need that they need that hands-on like josh he figured it out Um, like our sports medicine program our anatomy class was there for a reason well i want to be a doctor okay take this anatomy class. i don't want to be a doctor anymore okay well you found out didn't cost you sixty thousand dollars to figure it out you figured it out and you, you know you followed a you know a different path and and we do we do have that here in this community and that, that, that's a that's a definite plus. Um, your greatest experience moment in high school.
1: Wow. In high school. High school. Let's go high school. That first. was a long time ago. Um, I just think it's some of the friendships I developed and and uh, um, there was great role models with the teachers. <coughs> Excuse me, and coaches. You know, I remember. You know, at my wedding, at my wedding, at my graduation. You know, Coach Pierce, Coach Smiley were at both of those. Sure. Um, those relationships, those role models. That's why I came back, and I want to do the things that I've done. As you see those things, then you want to emulate those people that, that uh, who've meant something in your life. Um, you know, some of my you know good friends are still around. Uh, some are no longer in the area, but uh, just those relationships that you can keep and you keep in touch with people. And when they come into town or if I'm around where they are, we just sit down and it's, and it's almost like you go back to you're still in high school and just carry those relationships on.
0: I don't know if you mentioned this, but, you know, your 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 tenure at the Sturgis Police Department is chief. Yeah, Tell us about that.
1: <laughs> I'm, my mindset is that if I don't think something's right, I want to work and make it right, And I thought one day as I'm sitting in a patrol car, I says, well, I may not agree with Chief Ali and everything he says, so I can either whine like a little baby about it or I can get to working. And I went back and changed my degree, double majored, um, so I had the degree that would allow me to take over as a chief. And I was uh, blessed enough to be in that position.
0: So you set yourself up for that, basically. Yeah,
1: Everything you do, everything in life sets you up as a building block for the next step. Next step. And, you know, part of that is... You know, when I, I was the D.A.R.E. officer for a while and that taught me oh, I need to build relationships with the community. And I knew a lot of people. I grew up here. But um, that also got me into meeting people that I didn't know and started training at the police academy, meeting people all over the state, um, getting sent um, all over the country for um, training um, th- through the state. And, uh, you know, all those things build you to the point where I was you know, blessed enough to get the job as the um, chief of police and then finally, as a public safety director and be in charge of the police and fire department, um, those are, you know, I, I look back at that and just think, you know, those those were some great times. And I'm still friends with a lot of the guys at the department and uh, um, still do stuff with the guys. And, um, you know, matter of fact, this morning, I'm talking to somebody from the fire department. You know, it's sure. just, it's just, you know, life is a lot of the relationships and that, that you need to build those and keep those and foster those. Um, can help each other get through life
0: sure one thing that comes to mind when I'm I'm speaking with you is is you're very progressive you're not you're not mediocre you're not you're not a stale you know you're just continually challenging yourself and it seems like that's what you did your whole life Um, so you came to me once and said um, we need to have our police and fire guys in better condition and that was a long time ago and you kind of created that atmosphere for, allowed it to happen. So you, you left the chief position and then it it evolved, you know, and and I'm going to say it's because of you, um, because you got me thinking about, you know, how can we make these guys safer? How can we reduce their injuries, you know, keep them on a job and and keep them healthy. And that, and because of you, that's happening now. And they were honored by, they were recognized by our governor, you know, for that a few years ago. Many people don't, Maybe they knew about it, but they may have forgotten about it. Um, so I just want to compliment you on that. On that forward, you know, that forward thinking is is it, it incredible. So the position that you have right now, I mean, you you retired from police chief, um, public safety, yeah. and uh, now um, because of our our situation in the world. Um, this position was created and explain the position that you have right now, keeping our our, our community uh, safe. Well,
1: um, thank you for those kind words. Uh, um, th- the position now is a uh, d- director of safety and security, and it's doing exactly that. It's looking into the future, trying to determine um, with the current s- uh, state and federal laws and the trends that you're seeing nationwide, um, what should we be doing, where should we be, how do we keep our kids safe, how do we have an, an Learning environment that, uh, um, that, th- that the kids and the staff feel comfortable being at school. There's a study just this morning I was reading, there's a study out that's uh, through the Huffington Post. No, uh, I think it's Huffington Post or Washington Post um, that, uh, that was talking about that because we run drills, kids don't feel safe at school. And I thought, you know, whatever. You'll make the study say whatever you want them to say. The, the organization that did the study, I looked at it and I, I tried to look at both sides. But uh, part of the issue is, is that um, there is safety in that because I talked to some of the kids. I said, do you feel safer now? You know, do you feel safe? Do you ever worry about this? No. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I feel very comfortable at school. We drill these things. We know what we're supposed to do. I feel pretty comfortable. You know, do they like all the stuff at school? No. You know, we have some yahoos at school that make life miserable for some of the other students. We have that just like everybody what else do you, does. Yes. Um, you know, we have some classes that some people don't like. They have teachers they don't like. You know, whatever. That's not the focus. Do you feel safe here? Yes. And and I think that that's what, that's what our goal is. And, you know, you're talking about trying to be progressive, and, and that's what, you know, I've always done that. I've always had a plan B. So if you tell me what's going on, I already have a plan B for that. Mm-hmm. And at the police department, I had several plans. You know, if this happens, this happens. We have to do that. That's what we're doing here. We do the same thing. And that's what I was working on this morning. You know, when we first started talking, is uh, um, trying to put plans and procedures into place that if we have an incident, that you don't have to think through everything; you can just react. react and yeah. if you can react fast enough, you can keep people safe. And that's what our goal is. Right? Is that your kids went to school here? My kids went to school here. Um, looking back at the police department, fire department, they, they all have kids that are in the school. We have school people that have kids at the school. So we want to make sure that they're safe and that they will sitting back on our laurels and hoping that it's not going to happen is ludicrous thinking and and i think that um you know just like everything else so far in my life is i would rather be in front of the wave than behind it right and and i think that that's what our community deserves and i think that's what our kids deserve and i think that that's what our nation deserves is that that we try to make the safest environment that we can
0: right and and it's a commendable it's a commendable effort i mean all the way around you know from the top to the bottom um trying to trying to, trying to have a plan yeah. and i think the plan is important and and the training the training that goes into this this stuff behind the scenes is incredible i mean i i know you you're you're again you're progressive you're always looking for research and always saying okay what's this school doing what's that school doing when i'm at the fire and police department i see these guys and they, they talk about the training they went through and you know, just so they're prepared, and, and that, that's important. The preparation, preparation is the essence of everything. If, if we're not prepared for a test, we're not going to do as, as, as well as, as we thought. If we're not prepared for a sport, you know, before the season begins, we're, we're not going to do as well, you know and, and, you know, and that's proven.
1: As a defensive coordinator, you sat back and you, you would spend hours of watching um, uh, your opponent, your upcoming opponent. What are they doing? What are they doing well? Where are their weakness? What can you attack? What can where? Uh, um, what do we need to bolster up uh, for the team that you're playing? And it's it's doing the same thing. And I think that you know in life, everything that we do is the same thing. You know that you need to be thinking about your next step. What are you going to be doing? Uh, I can't come up to you as a student and your senior year and say, hey, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? I don't know. Yeah. You know. You should at least have that next step. Is that what you're really going to do? Probably not, because most people change th- their career. But if you're able to have those uh, critical thinking skills developed which should be developing now even when you're a student you know student in school should be developing while you're a child is start working those critical thinking skills that's going to help you later in life be able to to um start thinking this way oh what are we gonna do what's our plan b what happens if this happens and 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 um i don't want you to live like you're always in fear but man to me how can you sleep at night if you're not thinking about what your next step is or what should i be doing how should i be helping somebody else and and you know quit focusing on yourself sure. but looking at what's good for the entire group
0: right you know you, you do have a very high level of critical thinking especially when you're on a sideline and <laughs> the thing that uh, that i remember funniest thing many funny things you know that i watch coaches you know your interaction with the officials was was just incredible um, a highlight of my career. I mean, I, I would just wait for the moment, you know. Um, you know, when when I wasn't busy, and and you know, it was kind of fun to watch the personalities. So, t- tell us about how your your interaction with officials, <laughs> you know, went. And and go, you know, s- still, I mean, yeah. tell us. I have,
1: are you getting any better at it? I mean, I you know. So I really enjoy it because I think that everything you, that you should have fun. You know, it sounds like earlier that I'm serious about everything. I'm not. I enjoy it, everything in my life. Um, sometimes uh, people around me don't, but I enjoy it. And uh, do you think the, f- the officials knew that of your
0: personality?
1: Uh, some of my knew some of my, you know, I would talk to and come up and you know, like for example, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, we had two different defensive ends that both their their parents were attorneys and they're playing for us and and they kept getting um, uh, hit in the back, blocked in the back. They were chop blocked. And so I stopped and I talked to the official and I said, hey, you know what, don't worry about calling that. I'm, call, I'm telling them, hey, you need to watch it, you need to watch it. And they're not, I said, don't worry about it. I'm sure after the game, the dad's going to be sending you some paperwork. Anybody's going to sue you for your malfeasance of your job. And and <laughs> that one, uh, the guy did, I have definitely overstepped my boundaries. He told Ron, he says, I'll take it from you, but I'm not going to take, take it from you. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just, <laughs> I just think though, because uh, the, so many of us get so uptight about things, is that if you can lose, use a little bit of humor, you know, kind of take the edge off a little bit of those things, you know, we, we had a lot of fun, and you know, and that's what I'm bringing yeah, out.
0: I, yeah. th- it was fun. The, the, the interaction you had with the officials was intense at times, but you know, it ultimately being, it, it ended up being fun um, because the kids are watching, and you knew that, and uh, you know they're playing off of you. Yeah. You were intelligent that way, you know. Uh, Ron, the same way, you know, He got upset when he needed to, but, you know, he, he brought it down because he knew the kids were playing off of him. And that's what made you both really good, really good high school coaches. I mean, really good. Um, I can remember, um, you know, Ron got upset with an official one time, and um, his son was playing, and he said, um, you know, if um, – if you don't protect that kid, I have to go home and sleep with his mother, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny when you get those second looks from the officials. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. what are you the telling guy, me The guy
0: looked over, and he, he was trying to figure it out. I think he figured it out after a few minutes, you know. But we all got it right away, so yeah. it, was, it was kind of funny. So. Well,
1: I just, I just think that sometimes we take ourselves a little too serious. You know, if you're the public safety director, if you're chief of police, you're the fire chief, you're the athletic director, whatever – that sometimes we can just take ourselves sure. too seriously, and, yeah. and because life gives us that, man, life is, is hard sometimes, and life isn't fair sometimes. You see that with with guys that have just busted their butts um, off season and come in, and the, and uh, Scott James, I think it was um, preseason, uh, dislocated his shoulder, yeah, and uh, on a stupid. Um, Punt uh, uh, practice and punt block.
0: Okay, he jumped over the yes, jumped yes. Over the pad yeah. that you guys had for to yeah. protect him. Land on the pad. We didn't. Scott. We didn't. Land we didn't figure pad. he was a better athlete than <laughs> we thought, <laughs> and he ended up fracturing his clavicle. It was a, yes. Yes, yes, And I knew it what was. Uh,
1: and yeah. so, but when you look at something like that, life hands you stuff like that, yep. and you can either cry or you can laugh. Yeah. Your choice. Yeah. And yep. Uh, you know how you handle it is 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 uh, um, ultimately going to be your choice right. and how you how you deal with people is your choice and do you want to be that person who has a positive effect on people or negative effect right
0: you know. so your family um i had the pleasure of um teaching and working with all three of your children Yes. wonderful wonderful experiences with them they all brought something different to me <laughs> um so tell us tell us what they're doing
1: um my son josh the oldest was uh um he left uh, high school, after he was done, didn't have a clue what he wanted to do with his life. He decided to go into the military. Um, He did, uh, um, he got to visit uh, Korea for a while. Then he was in Afghanistan. Um, He was awarded the Purple Heart in Afghanistan. And he did a great, he did a great job. And he, you know, just one of those guys that just pushes himself, never satisfied. Yes. He came back home and uh, uh, finished his degree at uh, University of South Florida for uh, um, engineer. He's an industrial engineer working in Tampa area right now. Um, Kelly, she's um, probably the toughest pound for pound kid that we have in our family. Um, But uh, she uh, did the uh, kinesiology program Gets her degree and walks out and says, "Hey, uh, I'm not going to do this for a living." And so, well, you got the degree. What are we going to do now? So I'm going to go into nursing school and uh, following the tracks of her mother. Oh, yeah. And her mother told her a long time ago, "says you would be a great nurse." No, I don't want to do that. And so now she's in the nursing program with in Florida with a Sturgis football player. And uh, so it was funny. She's sitting in class. She hears him no talking way. about. Um, He's from michigan and he's this and this and she's where are you from in michigan and she's sturgis and so she's talking to him mm-hmm. a little bit more and uh um she's talking about football and she says that's my dad that coached you and what? so they're sitting in uh um florida in this classroom together and uh um webb, uh, nick, webb nick webb nick webb so nick webb was working in florida no decided to go into the nursing program and uh Ends up in the same classroom as my daughter down in Tampa, Florida. Oh my! So, and it's this, it's it's those little crazy things sure, like that that sure. happen in life. And uh, finally, number three is finished with. Uh, Caleb is uh, finished with uh, um, college this semester. This uh, upcoming semester, will be his last semester. He uh, um, started off in the engineering um, program. Was looking at uh, maybe thinking about teaching and coming back and doing some of the CAD stuff, and then. Uh, fell in love with finance class that he had, and so he switched to finance. Yeah. So he's uh, um, so he's just finishing at Central. So the other two went down to Florida and went to school, and he stayed up here in Michigan. And uh, so they're all uh, plugging away, and hopefully we'll be done with school and get to start on their, their um, life.
0: Get them off the payroll and...
1: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, it's, and it's great, as I can tell you that you know, these, when we talk about the critical thinking skills and all those things, you know, you try to instill those in your kids, and this will be my bragging time, is that uh, um, my kids have all done awesome jobs. I mean, financially, they're not going to walk out of college with big burdens um, because they learned how to save, how to work, and, um, you know, my daughter was able to um, walk out with her kinesiology degree with uh, um, a zero bill. Um, she paid for her car while she's doing it just because I mean, she's just a hard worker. And, and I think it's those things that you can teach your kids that when they walk away, um, that that's something that they earned. It wasn't something given to them sure. and that they, that they all worked hard. Sure. My son, Caleb, is, uh, was an RA because he, in the finance program, decided, hey, I can make more he money can make doing more money this, this yeah. and I don't have to do all these other things. Mm-hmm. He, so he's, he's done a great job there. And then Josh uh, with the military. Um, so they, they are managing their, wife, their lives well.
0: Excellent. So that's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah, It's a great feeling.
1: Got it all from their mother because I was. I you took the remember. words right out of my <laughs> mouth, and they got their good looks from her mom, too.
0: So, um, so in wrapping up, um, anything you want to, anything you want to add? You know, knowing that there's some people out there um, that you've coached, there are some friends of yours out there, uh, some fellow coaches. Um, anything you want to conclude with?
1: Uh, I just. Um, I guess what would, what's in my mind right now is um, the word uh, blessed is that you need to make sure that you know that you're blessed and that we are as athletes and as coaches and as school employees that, that have a uh, continuous contact with students that you live a very blessed life and that that um, that's what we need to focus on because sometimes it's really hard. Because sometimes you, you get those kids and you know you've had those athletes they just drive you nuts um, and You know, I look at John Garcia. I'll throw him under the bus because he's not here to (laughs) defend himself. Is that you know, Big John? I remember his sophomore year would almost cry as he's running. Actually, would cry while he's running. He hated running so much. But by the time he got to his senior year, that you know, you stop pulling your hair out and he stopped driving you nuts, and he became a Division One football player. You know, you get to meet your you know your Brian Kimes and uh, uh, you know Teddy's and. Ricky Hartz and these guys that that you get to see them develop from kids that drive you nuts to great um, human beings and um, very good athletes and and I love to walk out here and see them. Sure. Um, one of the highlights for me was uh, um, Josh Reardon. I, I you know if I can if I can make my dream team I would love to get Josh Reardon, Jeff Reardon, even though Jeff and I have political debates all the time um and brian kime and just coach with those guys because they're true students of the game Mm -hmm. and you see all three of those guys who i wanted as my dream team coaches where are they now and Mm -hmm. that they're so successful with that and that that we need to remember that that's a blessing that we have that you get to be um involved in somebody's life and even if it's just for a moment that you get to touch somebody's life for a moment and it's not just me touching their life but it's them touching you as well and that you get to carry that on, you know. I, I laugh when I go down the street and you see some of these guys that you know, um, that that you remember just as kids. I, I just bought a vehicle from Josh Markey, one of our mm. football players. Yep. So yep. you know, it just and you get to see him when they're now adults sure. doing adult things, and 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 they're they're equals with you, and you know that you touch each other's lives. Sure, that's 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 truly something cool. That's truly yeah. worth you spending your time in coaching it's worth you um taking your child out and and you know i remember you with with joey he's just he's just sitting there doing perfect push-ups and all these other things that you know that's worth it and we just have to just remember that you're blessed with that sure and um and enjoy your life
0: and you know you bring up good points one of the points is a lot of those gentlemen that you mentioned along with your kids they're products of the product and I think that's what parents have to understand nowadays, um, that kids are watching. Uh, you may not think they're, wa- they're watching, they're listening, and they are feeding off of you. So you know, if you want the product to be a number one product you know, in 15 years, you gotta be a great product also. And that goes for all the teachers and the coaches that are, that are, that are touching kids. You're a product of them. You know, and, and all these people that you mentioned and then some um, come to mind you know, being a product of the product, and, you know, the, at, that, at that point in time and in error in, in, in our in our history, the entitlement, the, they weren't entitled, they worked, you know, and they took criticism, and, and they adjusted, and like, you, you talked about choices, and a lot of it's choice, you know, what am I going to do, all right, you know, so-and-so, you know, called me on this, you know, do I give up, or do I change it, you know, it, it, that that's what it's all about, Now you bring up some, some great points, so, um, i'd just like to thank you for your time thank you for your service to this country thank your son for his service to the country and the service to our community you in my mind are a veteran in so many so many senses of the word um with public safety with um with the marines um being a coach for so many years Uh, you're a veteran of, of so many sorts and i learned a lot from you you may not know that um know just watching and listening um, you've you've driven some things in, in my career and I and I appreciate that and you talk about being blessed um, definitely blessed you know having a relationship with you for so many years and um, it, it reflected on a lot of my students so I want to thank you for that oh, thank you thanks folks for listening another episode of Coffee with Doc and this was an incredible experience uh, for me because I learned a lot about Dave in his early years. Um, thanks for listening and um, just keep following and uh, we appreciate uh, your time. And It's been nice talking to all of you.